I'm going to shove it down his throat. And I'm going to show him <laughs> for three days straight. How You're so people- spiteful. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the reaction phase, our podcast with Hometown TCG and Kitchen Table TCG. My name is Louie, and I'm joined by my good friend, Josh, from Hometown TCG. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? You guys all know me. My name is Josh, and this podcast right here can be found in several places. Where can it be found, Louie? It can be found on Spotify. It can be found on, if you just go to the react, reactionphase.com, you can find it all. Spotify, iTunes, podcast. Apple Podcasts, and uh, we're obviously on YouTube. We alternate channels every week, uh, which is horrible for both of our algorithms. So we are sacrificing that for you, the viewer, uh, and to have a, a good uh, good community. This is a community-focused podcast. Not Dude, it's just... horrible, but the conversation is fantastic. It's always a freaking hey, blast. I look forward to this. I look forward to hanging out and chatting with you, too. Um, yeah, man. How how was your weekend? What, 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 give me like one. This is Sunday night, everyone. So it's is Sunday sun- night. I love everyone. I want you to know it's Sunday night at eleven thirty p.m. my time, ten thirty your time, and this goes yes. live at nine nine a.m. I have to do the editing tonight. So um, I was told all through school that my procrastination would get me nothing, and look at me now, a yeah. fledging <laughs> YouTube channel out there in the sea of the internet. Take that, eighth grade math teacher. Uh, Oh my gosh, yeah. Miss Wiley, my eighth grade math teacher. She's horrible. Um, oh my gosh, she doesn't deserve that. <laughs> anyway, what, what are we talking about today? We gotta, we gotta uh, have some kind of rundown, right? <laughs> we're gonna talk about ProQuest. We're gonna talk about Starbo. Is he a problem? Uh, we're gonna talk about the market, uh, which is pumping. Uh, they've got lots of good things to chat about today. Um, yeah, man. I'm Dude, stoked. Okay. I was Did listening I- to... I want you to know. I was listening to... Uh, um, the not hometown TCG, the Logan Paul podcast, Impulsive, and I realized how horrible my podcasts are. So I just want to apologize to the community that like their their podcast is so good. Like everyone, they don't talk about anything, but they're so much fun to listen to. I'm right here. (laughs) I'm right here. You. Like cool, you insult me to my face. Before I, it makes me. I know my. I know most of my podcasts are like this already, but it makes me want to do a podcast that's not about anything. All right, I'm like, just gonna get. On, I'll get on my phone. Let me know when you're done. Me, <laughs> no, what are we? This is why the podcast is horrible. We don't even no, run like, down. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we already did the rundown. All right, let's talk about oh, ProQuest. Okay. I want to start off our this podcast though by calling a ProQuest winner. Uh, who is Sean from Team Kitchen Fable? Just won a ProQuest tonight, about an hour ago. And um, shout out, like yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, it is super exciting. And uh, I'm curious, did you did anybody from Hometown TCG's new team win a ProQuest this weekend? I haven't got the final results in yet. So I reached out to them about like our final standings. I know uh, all seven members had two ProQuests this weekend, so wow. we're gonna see yeah how that how that ended up. So and it is Team Hometown TCG Ascent. The Ascent guys, they are a, a fantastic group of individuals. I like it. Um, and how, Team how Kitchen Fable called them out. What? How many did you play in this weekend? I took my wife to oh, Medieval yeah. Times because it was her birthday. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Let's I, talk about it right now. How was I've Medieval got, Times? 
<laughs> dude it was amazing that's Our like night, they have like a they have like a show night, in front of you yeah it's a night jousting like fight and Did our night die we were the blue well, all the other knights died we were the blue knight and we won and i was instantly pumped up this guy comes out and he's you know on his horse and they all have their little entry celebrations ours comes out and looks right at my wife and goes like this and he's like flexing and going like this and i was like I don't even care. I like, and then he does his second round and he's pounded his chest. I'm like, I just like this guy. This guy's That's cool. Amazing. Oh yeah. That's we amazing. took, we took the win. You know what I'm saying? That's all we do around here. She got a Our, flower. She got a rose. Uh, she rode I've on this back that. home and I haven't seen her since. So it's terrifying. <laughs> I've always wanted to go. All right. I'm going to call Sean. This is, I don't actually have his number saved. This is ProQuest uh, winner, is, Sean. Let's go. Yeah, ProQuest winner, Sean. Sean. I'm at I'm at Miller's Ale House with uh, Jacob, Will, Matt, and Jonathan. Uh, Jacob's on the team, and the rest are the boys from South Florida. You are on the reaction phase right now. We are in the middle of the podcast. Congratulations! Congrats, dude! Thanks, man. I know, I know you you don't see what happens on the team, but basically every time I hit I hit the nuts with Bravo, I just say Pog, and and Jacob knows that like I couldn't hold a poker face the entire day. <laughs> Well, we were we were hanging out. I was hanging out in the Discord server, the Team Kitchen Fable Discord server, waiting for the updates of your 35-hour Bravo Oldham final match. The top eight was like four hours at least. Yeah, it, was, it started at like six thirty, and we finished at like ten thirty. Um, it was crazy. We had some we had some really close Viscerai games with Will and Matt, and it was like like the the game with me and Will. I think went two hours, something crazy like. Like I, I juiced him, and then he went off with Sonata, and it ended up like four to five. I forget who was who had four and who had five, and it just came down to like a bunch of late game decision making. Um, and uh, the crown advantage is pretty pretty strong if you uh, if you play it right and like time your two day block. So yeah, we're gonna talk um, about crown of seeds on the podcast later. Ooh yeah, episode. dude, I'm so that's one of my Spoiler favorite cards of the set. All right, well tell I'm us what get... what what gold foil did you win? I got Dawn Blade. Oh, that's a cool Heck one. Yeah, that dude. is a dope one. All right, and now it's pretty sick. Yeah, tell us your your number one takeaway from your pro quest. There's a lot of spice out there. There's a lot of spice out there, and I think that uh, it's and I also like. I think a lot of people are upset about Drippy Bravo, but it can be built so many ways that I think we should take the time to take a look at like what special tech is in there and ways to to shake up the game. And that's what I'm seeing. Like, I saw a lot of really cool stuff today. Um, I played against a Dorinthia that, like, had the balls to play, like, three twinning blades and uh, almost gave me, like, really, really challenged me a bit. Um, and, yeah, and then, you know, Viscerai, like, I played against two very different builds. Obviously, they, they, they tend to have similar game plans, especially in the Drippy Bravo, but uh, the late game got was spicy in different ways. So I think LSS, you know, I, I do think, well, I won't get into the fact that I think Vis Viscerai is tier zero and a little busted, but... Uh, I will say that uh, LSS did a great job with Everfest, and I'm, I think a lot of us are just having fun playing the game on different heroes right now. Um, so we'll see how it shakes out. That's awesome. That's a great freaking take. Yeah. Well, hey, dude, congrats. Go party. Go hang out. And uh, hey, from hometown TCG, let them know we all say congrats, dude. Josh, Josh from hometown T team hometown TCG also says ascent. Uh, <laughs> team ascent says congrats. Okay, team is sent. Yeah, uh, really appreciate Josh. Uh, definitely looking forward to to seeing what those guys uh, do, and and we'll we'll get some fun reps in, and we'll do a five uh, on five. With the new team. So yeah, dude, the five on five should be a lot of fun. Um, 
big support to them in the uh, in the upcoming season. And I think Kyle DiGiacomo, I think, beat like two or three of them at a pro quest yesterday. But I, I haven't 100% confirmed. So okay. that could have happened. All right. Oh, well, now we're just going to spread lies now. Great. All right. Cool. That's what this podcast has become. I like it. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Congrats, dude. Yeah, thanks for calling. See ya. Bye. Good well, dude. that's awesome. It sounds good like you had a great time. And I mean, he's he got won, a lot of cool... so like, does it really count? Of course, that's he had true. a good time. But okay, he's got a lot of cool takeaways from the ProQuest. So let's just talk about ProQuest season one or yeah. weekend one. And his first takeaway was there's a lot of cool tech out there. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but you know, a little beep beep. You did say this. I was the one that said this is such an exciting time for Flesh and Blood because you just have no idea what you're going to come up against. Like you have no yeah. clue. And like I, I think a lot of people love that. I think there are some people who don't love that, uh, sure. but a lot of people love that, which is a lot <laughs> of fun to see. And I know that gives people a lot of joy. Um, and I think that's awesome. I, I love what he said that like the people who are really in it right now, like Team Kitchen Fable. I'm sure your team, like all these teams that are team, team trying, ascent, the uh, team ascent, all all the team, all the people who are really really into it are absolutely loving the like building and tech and figuring it out. And I think that's yeah. really super, that's, it's really cool to watch that and really cool. And like, you saw this a little bit in a lot of the top eights too. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of Bravo. Like we'll talk about that. We're sure. going to, we're going to a whole section of this episode is going to be talking about Bravo. There was yes. a lot of Bravo, but there was also a lot of other heroes and like different builds of heroes that like, we haven't really seen. He was just saying Viscerai. There's now, you know, two builds going around and like, there's a lot of different um, shenanigans happening. And so it'll be really interesting. I think as this season progresses to see what happens, like, I think this, this first weekend winners almost have a little advantage, right? Where it's like the, the tech's not out yet. And now the tech's going to be out. Yeah. It's I, this is the most, this is the true like crafters, time in the season where you're you're really rewarded instead of knowing what the top tier decks are and just being a good play tester you're you're rewarded for kind of theory crafting and seeing ahead of the game so it's a really interesting time for some people that are very much involved with that and there's a lot of players where they really excel is i i call them the pilots right over the crafters they excel in knowing kind of a rough lay of the land and then outplaying their opponents beating people there and i think we're going to transition. We're slowly going to transition from the the pilot or the the crafters fantasy into this pilots fantasy, where these guys, you know, they're going to kind of have a better idea about the meta, and then go from there and say, I, I know how to outplay this now, and I can make a plan ahead of time and put it into action. So, we, but it, it's cool. We kind of saw this with uh, the U.S. Nationals, right? Where yep. it was, it was um, they, they weren't calling it ProQuest then. It was. Um, uh road to nationals that's what it was road to yeah. nationals yes it's gonna be interesting to see if that name sticks or for anyway <laughs> like this feels like the same thing as road to national pro quest seems sure. like it, like it, sure it feels does, like the it? same thing as road to nationals I'm not, anyway um but at road to nationals there's all this tech that came out and then it was at the actual like you know callings and nationals that people really you're saying like we're able to really expand upon it and figure out how to play into the meta with the tech that was discovered. So, right. And then it's um, not, it's not a giant switch of the deck, right? It's not, uh, it, it goes from being this big lay of the land and there's so many different builds and, and there's just these big swings from one viscerai build to the next viscerai build is these large swings. Now the tech becomes, I have three copies of this card in my deck because it plays against the strategy that I know is popular. So the, the swings are, are more laser focused, right? It's, it's more laser focused tech versus this wide berth of, of decks. 
So it's it's cool to see. And I think this is what TCGs naturally do, just in my experience. You know, all my magic experience, even even Dragon Ball Z, it, it kind of always works like this. But it's really cool to watch players like that. The guys on Team Hometown TCG Ascent, watching them, you know, th- go from theory craft to pilot mode and just move along that chain. It's really cool. So if anyone's interested in that, you know, always feel free, whatever discord you're in with these guys, ask yeah. these guys They're They love to share this information. They love to talk about it. These people are just, they're in it. So just feel free to ask. It's a completely different tier of player than it, like me. Like I, I and me, like, and I'm a like, good player, but yeah, yeah, it's, and you're a different tier player than me. Like, I just like for me, it's just like crazy to see how much time they dedicate to learning the ins and outs of the game and like the 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 specifics that they know. It's really incredible to watch, and it is, um, it is really cool. I, I have a lot of respect for people who can dedicate that amount of energy to like the actual <laughs> physical game of it. I, I always say I'm like king casual. Like if we're, if we're in an armory, I can bring almost any deck. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do great. If I if yeah. I don't win, I'm gonna finish near the top. But then you put me, you start putting me in a pool with the guys from you know Team Ascent and the guys from Team Kitchen Fable and stuff that are that are those guys. They're the mathematically correct. And John Wood was always like this. You know, the mathematically correct. I can always make you know squeeze a little bit more out of this orange. You put me against guys like that, and I'm like, ooh, I'm a little out of my depth here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. They they talk about things like. Um like tier zero and they talk about uh big words other than that was not obviously not a big word but like they, they oh, talk for, about things like the parent what's the, it's a pretty big what, word <laughs> what's the uh it's like still like a good couple of my what's the um <laughs> what's the uh you got roasted so hard oh, for yeah. that no People yeah were I don't like if i have anymore. to listen to louis mispronounce a card i'm like what do you who pronounces all it's the cards fine. right right yeah, away like fine. what yeah i'm, I'm used it was, to it was really funny i thought it was funny you should have heard me opening kamigawa those cards are literally impossible try. to now. Dude, you deserve a medal for trying. Not, I saw I one not, pack. I'm like, there's no way. I will not open up another Kamigawa box. On. Dude, I, again, you get gold star for shooting your shot. I would look at it. I would open the first pack and be like, all right, end stream. Uh, all right, come on my own. Um, no, but like, you know, the what's the calculator that the people do for to calculate the pull rates of their deck? Like they're oh, to the, the is hypo, it, is it a, hypo something. I don't know. It's something I like, just had this conversation. I just had this exact hypocentric. Or there's like a centric and a geometric hypo geometric center. I don't know. Anyway, it's crazy. And like the, the point is that it's so calculated. And that's what that's the season that we're in right now. People yes. are calculating their decks. They're figuring it out. And over the course of the next two to three weeks it's going to be really interesting to watch how this meta evolves and shakes uh and how people adapt to it and how people change what is happening uh, and we saw a, a crazy amount of different decks hit the top eight again i know starvo was like four or five out of top eight in almost every pro quest list that yeah. i saw you'll always uh, get those one post and someone in the comment is already saying it right now because it's still early so people are still watching but someone's always saying there was this one pro quest and there wasn't a single star. We're like, yeah, of course there's going to be one off. Yeah. There's I'm sure there's also a pro quest out there that like six of the top eight were star, but mm-hmm. you're always going to have some kind of variance in there. But I, from we, I saw I a see, couple of pro quests with the top four were all was all star. Oh, did you? Yeah. I see. I, I didn't catch that one, but there it was. It wasn't uncommon to see three starvo in the top four, yeah. but that, that kind of, so now, now it begs the question, right? So you got this deck and, we talked about the fact that we're in this this 
builder's phase, this builder's paradise in this, you know, this wide open meta. And one deck kind of comes through and it doesn't clean up. I'm not saying it just absolutely cleans up, but it's it's strong. Mm-hmm. People haven't had a chance to see it in action and react to it yet. Guys from these teams that we're talking about, Ascent and Kitchen Fable, they've had a chance to maybe play test against certain builds of it and they're more prepared. But your average player that's going to this ProQuest, it might be the first Starvo deck they played against. Yeah. Right. Or maybe they played one game with their buddy and now they're playing against guys that have grinded, you know, 20, 30, 40 games on it the night before the freaking ProQuest or something. So it's it's a different atmosphere. I think I think we it's gonna be a complex question, but let's ask it. Is Starvo a problem? Right. Well, yeah, and I think going off of what you're saying too, there's also certain people player. I mean, we saw with the um uh the Star City Games con that like mm-hmm. the 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 person who had top date who topped date with Bravo star show had never even really played. Like he'd been playing for a week and like yeah, you, you have, like you have some stuff going on like that where like, um, there are some lines in Starbo. What, what's the awakening line? It's like awakening into, um, uh, I mean, you can crippling crush. You can oak and old. Yeah. I, I I, I, some lists are running a single copy of pulverize. It's awakening to pulverize. So, I've, I've people, heard a lot of it. That's what it was. Yeah, some lists and, are and like, a single copy of pulverize. So like, there's just things like that that people are doing. That's like if you are when you pull off an awakening turn, it's crippling no matter what your skill level is as a player. One hundred percent going to affect the game in a big, big way. And so, like, I think this first week you have a lot of that, as then people are going to adapt and learn from it. And so, uh, we've already kind of pre-talked about this. You think that Starvo is not a problem, right? I, I don't think you can call it a problem yet. For we've had one weekend of ProQuest. We'd have we've had one weekend of our of our top players. I'm t- you know the kind of the the core of what I call the TCG hive mind, right? Because with the internet now, I, I feel I feel like a super boomer. With the internet now, that the internet new, these days, these kids are these, freaking internet. Yeah. Uh, with it with things like that, the center of the hive mind has now got a bigger experience against it, and they're yeah. going to start teching against it as as the hive mind starts to tech against it, that's going to get out into the rest of the community. And it, it's not, it's not unbeatable. And that's been proven by the fact that it's losing in ProQuest. And I don't think the fact that four of the top eight is an accurate, like, Oh, it's, it's, this is a bad thing. Cause what if in a field of 32, there was 18 Starvo, 18 people played it and four of them top eight it. Like that's right. A lot of people just want to play with their new card. Maybe who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I think that's a it's always a valid thing that the, the data needs to be backed up where like if your pool of of Starvo players is increased then the win loss percentage uh, theoretically your top 8 percentage. Well, so okay, so let me give you a hard take then. So, Starvo's not a problem and and people are learning to play against it, but but it's absolutely fine. There, I'm going to give you a hard take because I know you like to push back on me. So, so I I think I'm there too. Like I I I want to play devil's advocate oh. a little bit for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of which I like to do. And maybe yeah, people yeah. catch on to that. Maybe people don't. But it's way more I, fun for us to fight. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I I tend to agree with you that like at this point it's still too early in the meta. It's still too early to um to experience that like i think it's definitely too i, I don't think I, anybody who's calling for a starvo ban right now needs oh to my god just i don't want to hear that bro. off oh. of facebook they need to go outside and enjoy their afternoon no, for a little it, bit okay um, uh, this is to the community 
None of you better be calling for a star. There's not a single one of you that's going to be calling for a star vote ban. I'm sorry. No. Oh, like, no. Like, I, I agree. Like, there's a lot to. Um, We've had one weekend of playing this thing, and we're there's no way we're calling for bans already. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. I so, hate that mindset. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You see it though. This you is this is it. your this is your MetaZoo thing with me. Just you so you know, it, I'm gonna go you see off. It. You see it though. You see people saying that. You see people saying no. it's busted, and like it's too early to tell. Um, yeah, I will say that like it seems like uh, like Oldham Bravo. So this is my devil's advocate, which is like, okay. is is Starvo a problem? I do okay. think there's a little bit of a problem in terms of like the games just being so grindy, um, and like it it makes me wonder like. If that's the intended, I feel like games of flesh and blood are becoming a little bit less interactive and like we're, we're losing the like, like WTR that meta, it was so much like back and forth and on your turn and on my turn and back and forth and back and forth. And I feel like the, the games are getting so much like bigger, like so much one, you know, like I, and they're getting a little bit less interactive and I struggle to, you know, the past and not, again, I'm not calling for any bans. I'm not saying things need to be banned. But when things, for a right here. Let's go. when things have been banned, right? When things have been banned, oftentimes what they say is that it's not the way that the game is intended to be played. It, it doesn't it doesn't provide a fun experience. It doesn't provide the experience that is wanted for flesh and blood. And when I when I see a, a Starvo and Oldham. It, Oldham, like it just gets so grindy that I, I start worrying about the, you know, the, the timer. I start worrying about how much that kind of, and they obviously they just changed that ruling too, which is another thing we could, we could talk about with the ability to, to quit now. Um, what's the official <laughs> word? <laughs> the, the, the ability to concede. Concede. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Your fancy big words for quit, which is for just quit. a four letter Forgive word. Up. Yeah. For white, for uh, white <laughs> <laughs> uh so like i i just think like the games are getting a little bit more grindy than i think maybe i i used to like about flesh and blood the constant back and forth I, and and that's one thing I, again i'm not saying I, that there's a problem i'm just wondering is this different than it was intended is my so, is the only thing i'm, okay, I'm this, playing devil's advocate i'm just trying this is to gonna be weird this is gonna be weird we're have, yeah you've all seen the movie inception this is gonna be we're gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate to the devil's advocate we're, we're going another layer it's, it's not down. even real content anymore it's yeah. just us trying to get views <laughs> that's that's the trick it never has been so but you say that these these grindy you you describe them as grindy games right and in my opinion you will always have the top level of of gameplay uh, for flesh and blood for tcgs will always be these grind fests now We've mentioned before, like the the arena of esports on this podcast, and and yeah. other whether it's TCGs, but I'm going to lean into like League of Legends. I went through a kick. I was very into League of Legends, and I got into this game and I was playing it. What I learned about that is at the pro level, it's all about micro advantages. The yeah. game is so complex, and every game, just like Flesh and Blood, ends with life totals so close. It comes down to micro advantages at minute two, three, four, five. So Flesh and Blood turned four, five, six. So these games that you're talking about that that are grindy, but there's not as much back and forth. It, there's actually more going on in those games than the average player sees. And I think what we need to figure out a way to do is how to how to open that up to the average player, saying, 
the yes. the reason this is being played, I have a I have pulverized in my hand right now, and I could play it right now. However, I'm pitching that and something else and swinging Winter's Whale because I'm aware this game is going to be a grind. It's going to come back yeah, around. I've seen the, them use some the resources. Second, the second cycle of Bravo is super strong. Like, but, it's crazy. But, <laughs> sure, but whatever, then then that needs to be presented. It's a, it's a presentation problem, not a gameplay problem. If Flesh and Blood is doing that, if you have to think 20 minutes into the future to win this card game, yeah. then A, not only are we in a really cool spot because players are rewarded, for 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 making difficult plays, for making decision points well in advance, right? For making this plan and executing, but we need to work on our presentation and say this is cool because as when the our announcers, our casters, whatever it is, yeah, that's why this play is cool. That's why <laughs> that's why you need to import this into your gameplay. Like stuff like that is more important. Yeah, that this is where I mean. Now we, we can get that. That's this. Let's back up from here, I and mean, we can go down this rabbit hole. But like the, the like for the meta for the gameplay and for ProQuest, I don't think that this is an issue. No, it, it's a little bit. I guess it is a little bit of an issue in the early rounds, right? Like when you have a timer. Uh, is there a timer in the final? There can't be a timer in the final. No, round. I think that, once, that you, last, once you ta- yeah. once you top eight, there's no. Yeah, I was gonna say because the last round for I believe there's still there's still warning for slow play and things of that nature, right? right. Because we don't want to be there all night. But but like in the first two three rounds, if you get if you play a Starvo versus Oldham mirror or not mirror, sorry, if you play Starvo versus Oldham or you know whatever Oldham mirror or whatever it is, and if that game goes to time and it completely affects the way that the game runs right like I, that's where i'm saying like but is starvo problem no not on not on the final round not at all like uh, when you can play the game for for three like sean just said it went part four of the skill. Out, it went out but that's okay. part of the skill is being if you're going to play oldham if you're going to play starvo y- you need to know that your decisions because because like we said we're trying to get to cycle two cycle three your decisions have to you can't afford to tank you can't, you can't afford to. You have to know your plan. You have to know your lines. You have to be true with them. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, yeah. Again, I, I'm saying we're, we're on the same page. We're yelling about the same thing right now. Like, and I think I, we're, my, we're my, my question is Starvo problem is, is simply when you, in especially in a ProQuest situation where like you might have some people who aren't completely fluent in the deck they're not really good at the game they, they're yeah they're like me they are wanting to play in a higher level of tournament they're not trying to win that or, could or affect even, or even like per- me yeah. yeah that could affect the person who has been grinding has been playing super hard because i'm sitting here trying to plan out my turns and trying to and it takes me a lot longer and then you lose you go to time with me because i'm not as i'm not up here I'm still I'm still somebody that matters, but I'm right. not up here, and so then you lose as a result of the the design of the game, the, the is, design of sorry, the design of the hero being a cycling. I just think it's is is that a problem with the game, or is that a problem with this specific rule about a draw and going to time? I don't know. Like this is yeah. like I know this is a hot yeah. topic that I oh, honest, and this is honestly gone. It's the I only like, game where it draws. First of all, most games draws are less than likely. Like it's really hard to get to a draw. Draws feel horrible. I when I yeah. sit down at a table, I will say to my opponent the first thing I'll say, "Hey, I'm Josh." I introduce myself, and then they always go, "Oh my god, you're the really good looking guy from YouTube." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, I am. That is me." And then after I introduce myself and I get all my flattery, I will say, 
hey, if I'm ever playing slow, yeah. please let me know. Don't hesitate. I'm not shy. You won't hurt my feelings because the last thing I want to do is go to time. And what that does is that puts the idea in their mind like, oh, okay, yeah, that would be bad. And now they're subconsciously thinking about it well. So both players, and it's a way, instead of sitting down and being aggressive about it, it's a good way of getting both players to be on the same page. Like, hey, we don't want to go to time. We want to, let's fit, let's work this game to completion. But so the fact okay that I have to do that is, is weird. But then we're, we're okay with it on the final round. That's what, that's where the disconnect is for me. We're like the final round. It's like, okay, take two hours to play your game because you're fighting to the death. And I get it, but like, that's fine. That's I, completely okay. I, my point, my, yeah. I, I mean, like my point is like, as a, as a not high level player, it, it prevents me from being like, Hey, I'm going to play star row because I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think I can go through that cycle and well, learn that and sure. pass up. And I don't want to prevent you from winning a, a tournament because well, I couldn't play the game in an hour, but now you can <clears throat> concede. So, so now Louis, like, I mean, like, what's the point of me trying then? Like, you know what but, I mean, like, but, but there's a balance there. Right. And, and if you're going to go to like at local armory, we often go over the time limit and just let players play it out. And we just deal yeah. with it, right? Because yeah. either I mean, it's a new player or someone. But if you're in the ProQuest, right? The ProQuest is meant to be the you know the, the cream of the crop, this top tier event. Then you said, I will, it prevents me from playing Starvo because I'm not good at it. My comment is tough stuff. You need to get good at it because you're <laughs> playing at a pro quest. You need to yeah. practice. Okay, you, you should that, you should be practicing for this experience. That, because that it's a pro it's your armory. It's a pro quest. Yeah, that's that should be what it's presented as then. Yeah. Either way, it's it's cool that we're on the same page. Yeah, Starvo is not a problem. It's I'm curious always, with dude. the comment section. So I, this is like a I think if you are listening right now and you have an opinion, you're like, Louie, you're so stupid. Like I I think we need we need to hear that. Like like yes, leave in the comments. How, like where that's what a do good you, comment for this week. What do you think yeah, about like is like, Starvo problem the meta? What were, and are. like, what were your game one and twos? Did you actually go, did you, cause I've heard this from a couple people and like, did that affect you? I'm curious to hear if that affected other people or if it's just like one or two people that reached out to me. Um, because I think that does, I mean, it's interesting. So um, it does stink. Going I, again, like I, I think it's still too early though. At the end of the day, it's definitely too early next week, two weeks from now, we, we may have a different take. Uh, but yeah, well, I think it's still it's, early. Dude, that, oh, that's going to be the worst is when people are going back and commenting on episodes that are weeks old. I get that in my videos right now. Your take on this was horrible. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah things change. Like, Those people should go make YouTube channels. I, if their no, takes are so much better, they should go make YouTube channels. That's all that's right. Hold on. If we're going to insult people, I got to. I'm I gotta, not insulting you. Told me, you told me on this episode I could drink a case of beer, right? Oh, do you have a Laguntas cooler? Uh, that's let me dope. Get my, hold on. Let me. Uh, let me oh, what, let me get my what next is, one. What's our? What do you want to talk about here? Hold on. I'm. I'm busy. What like, is happening? There oh, we go. Oh, that's a cool cooler. I'm jealous. Uh, my aunt left it at my house. Let's go. You just have like a cooler of beer sitting next to you. Yeah, you told me I could have beer on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm a you big asked, guy, which was weird. I was like, you're an adult. You can have a beer if you want. And then I went and got a beer. Did you? Which, this is. I'm on a diet, so this is great. This is all the our wives don't watch our content they'll never know this is yeah. fine i also had twizzlers today and taco bell <laughs> but you went you messaged me and said you went to the park so you like exercised I, no my daughter ran her i chased yeah, her did you do monkey bars can you I do did, monkey bars I, no. 
Are you kidding me? There's monkey bars at my local gym. So this gym I go to, there's monkey bars. And a couple weeks ago, I did the monkey bars like down and back. And it's it's pretty long just to prove that I could do it. I and mean, then when I'm I got sh- to the other end, I just put my toes on the ground just to prove. Yeah, like, I was going to say that. Like, But like, I can probably touch on most monkey bars too. Like, I don't know. I, gym monkey bars and your children's playground monkey bars oh are, you went to the gym gym like the actual sorry yes yes they have like a monkey bar Look, set dude. for training and <laughs> my, exercise my brain goes to like kids gym that's jungle where, gym. <laughs> that's where my brain goes. <laughs> we we both have i have a gym membership and you and i have jungle gym body types because we I don't had, go to the regular gym. i had a gym membership at one point in my life and then covid started <laughs> <laughs> so before we go into the next topic i gotta stop i'm, I'm gonna call a hard halt here I, I promised you dude i made a promise and i have kept it i have a background I, I your background looks going, amazing i have stuff going on in the background i i what, bought lighting and stuff to install later and when you and turn on your camera i said oh crap i gotta work on my background because yours is as good as mine and it's time to improve mine well it's I I don't have as much product as you, so keeping the shelf stocked. You've got the, all the legendaries. This I do, is all they're the, not cold. They're not cold foil here. Where do you get rainbow foil? You, you, oh, you have rainbow foil. You're, you're a fraud. Rainbow. You're a fraud. <laughs> yeah, you thought these are cold foil? What? So no, this is cold foil. this is rainbow foil. Yeah, do, but do you have a Rudy kit for each shelf? No, I have my I have. Uh, I have a Rudy. Ki- I sold a Rudy kit and made all my money back instantly. I did what you're, you're supposed to do with you're, any oh, oh, you're, any you're TCG guy. product. You sell the product the day that anybody else can't get it. You get half your money back. You're that guy. I, yeah. I. Do you have any idea if you talk to anybody on the internet ever who owns a Rudy kit? Nobody lost money. They all sold a single Rudy kit and made their money back, and I'll have an extra one. Every ask ask next time you see someone post about it on Facebook, ask, and that's exactly what they'll say. Yeah. Every person on the internet says the exact same thing, and you're all full of it, all of you. I actually did that. Like I can show you the receipts of you. I, I got the receipts. I actually did that. Um, no, so I and then I I burned my Rudy card as part of my Christmas video. I don't. I don't watch your content. Yeah, as I'm my just gonna Christ, start saying that Christmas because video. you hurt my feelings every time that you say you don't watch my content. <laughs> my so I'm just gonna say I don't watch your content. Me burning my Rudy card and then throwing it into the fire. I, I think a lot of people miss it because it's kind of dark. But um, yeah, that's just a that's yeah. kind of intent. Why would you do that? Well, because Rudy didn't really do it. <laughs> so like somebody what had to burn him. Do it. I mean, it was like I saw he put it on a barbecue and he lit yeah. it on fire. Eh, did he burn him or did he like? Eh. He burnt them how I would expect somebody who lives in Florida to burn something. <laughs> Are we just, so we're taking shots at people who live in Florida now? What is going on? Bova, you don't deserve this. You are too good for this. That was cool. That was, um, what was that? I don't know. I kicked, I think I kicked the outlet that the lights are plugged into. Let's go. This, this kind of, so we talked about money. <laughs> so that's a perfect transition into the market. The market. I already What's transitioned. The- Oh, did you up there? Yeah, the, you can't see it anyway. Um, the uh, yeah, the market. So things are pumping, man. I mean, it's good. Everything. We're, let's talk about everything, and then we'll talk about high end stuff later. No, 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 you wanted to. <laughs> every time we talk about the market, this is my only gripe with you. Let me. No, I'm going to start the fight right now. Do every it. time we talk about the market, I talk about the market as in like 
Majestics, the newest cold foils from the from the latest three sets, things like that. And you're like, the market's doing horrible. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, there's a 9.5i that's been on eBay for 10 grand that hasn't sold in weeks. I'm like, oh, that's no, not sorry. a market. No, no you can't say that. Stop. You, uh, oh. You're going to get me in trouble by saying that. Why? There is I, a BGS 9i on the market. I, I, I there's seven grand. No, listen, those people don't mess around. They will take you down. I think there's a BGS seven or BGS nine I on the market for seven grand that has not sold. If you say there's a BGS nine point five I on the market for ten grand, they're gonna eat you. So I'm just protecting you, dude. I am huge. I dare you to try to eat me. I you would have to be a heavy man, you, and maybe you could. I, I I have a big appetite, but whatever. I reported a sale of one once, and I have gotten a lot of crap about it. So what? What's uh, wait? What? So you reported a six. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. It's as stupid as you think it is. I don't want to talk about. I don't know what the situation is going to eat at me. Fine, we'll talk about it off stream. Uh, No, we uh, we probably won't, but I'll say that we will. We did. We talked about high end market. The high end market is just kind of there. Like, there's been a lot of cards listed this week that are, simply put, not selling. But the low end. Sorry, the. Like, this is where, like, my life is... Cr- like, I used to not buy $30 Magic cards. Like, if I'm there was the a, same way. If there was a $30 card in a deck, I'd be like, whoop, can't play that deck. Time to play Red Rush. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> I When like, I got was, back yeah. into TCGs, I bought a booster box of M20... Or Corset 2021. Yeah. And I came home <laughs> with my tail between my legs, and I explained to my wife... This is just really important to me. I I used to play this game. It's something I never had the money to buy a booster box when I was younger. I just want to. And she's like, how much was it? I was like, it was $100. She's like, oh, my God. And now, <laughs> yeah. looking around, I, I told you I did the shelf math. Yeah. Like, oh, don't. It's I look back on those days fondly. What? Well, and then, like, you know, now it's a. It's a business. I want to call it much of a business at this point. I, it's, it's, I'm the same way. I'm an LLC. I exist. Government. So then it just changed because now I don't even have to ask my wife about it. Now I just do stupid stuff and like, figure it out. I, I, the cool thing about Flesh and Blood and Me is it all, it all started. I put a bunch of money in a pool. And that pool just hasn't drained yet because anytime you sell something, money goes back into that pool. And now hometown TCG and stuff like that, like the camera and the yeah. microphone, the patrons bought like the lights and the camera and the microphone, the gameplay table because they support it. So it's super yeah. cool to be able to do that. But man, even when I do that and I'll buy a case of Tales of Aria, I'm like, or not Tales, uh, sorry, Everfest. I'm like, oh, that was that's a lot of a lot of coin, a lot of scratch. So when you say high end market, you're like, yeah, there's these yeah. cold foils that are up there for sale. I'm like, well, yeah, I get why people aren't buying them. That's five hundred dollars well, yeah. for a cold foil null rune hood is I'm out on. Like they're not buying them because they're buying. Everyone's buying Everfest. Everyone's buying like it's so good. Everfest is pumping and oh my microphone. Everfest is pumping and then playable, just straight up playable singles. Playable cards are. Just- are pu- I mean, what what, what is Sean? Uh, Crown of Seeds. That's yes. what we said we were going to talk about. Like Crown of Seeds, it's like out. Like there's none. Oh, of shout like, out no. John Wood finished second in a ProQuest. So hometown TCG John Wood finished second awesome. in a ProQuest yesterday, and we were play testing the night before, and he pivoted onto Starvo. I my joke is the I, night I, I, before he pivoted. 
I messaged a buddy. He came over and I beat him down for three hours on Starvo. And then he left at like one in the morning. And I messaged a guy in our group chat who was going, I said, I beat him down for three hours and he's a much better player than me. And I said, now he's going to take this deck and go beat down on other people all day long because he's (laughs) pissed. And he did. He crushed it. He he played freaking amazing. But the night before we were looking for uh, Rampart of the Rams had Crown of Seas because I let him borrow mine. And he was like, I'm going to build the deck and just have it for for like all of ProQuest season. And there wasn't any. All the cold foils and everything were were completely out of stock, which was cool. Like all these playable cards are just flying off shelves. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, a, a lot of contributing factors. I think one of the major, major ones is ProQuest season. Um, like I, I mean, people are literally need the cards to play. Uh, and I, you know, I think we had, we've probably had less tales of Aria unlimited opened than the market needs. Like, I think like that's definitely like a, a dynamic of this where have you ever opened a pack of tales of Aria unlimited? Cause I, was I think I've opened them. one case because it was at my house and I was bored one night, which happens. I've never, a lot. I've never opened a pack yeah. of I, tales of Aria unlimited. I, I think like that's one huge major contributing factor, which is great. Like, I mean, yeah. the singles will be purchased. The question is what happens in, in a month, right? Like, and this is where is, I would, is, is I would and this is where I would really caution somebody like anyway, anything I say, first off is never um, investment advice, but I would caution you of investing. Like if you need the cards to play, then buy the cards to play. I would caution you on like investing in cards right now because like i think at the end of proquest season if somebody moves off of starvo and like everyone and their mom is playing starvo right now so like sure if if starvo if somebody comes out and there's like a a, a deck that starvo can't beat they call it the uh oh man that was almost not good job. we almost had to edit that um <laughs> Are Abraham is? Can we make Abe Lincoln jokes? Yeah, has it been long enough since he was assassinated? I'm super uncomfortable. Like my channel can't take a hit. I know you're you're a big fancy man. I can't take a hit. What are you okay. gonna do to me? What's no, happening right we're now? Just, we're all What's happening right now? Do I need to get the case of beer again? <laughs> um, no, but like if somebody comes out and and comes out with a Starvo killer deck, right? Like. Yeah. Like it's gonna affect the market in a big way, and like I mean, wild stuff is the James White interview, right? Where there he he basically said um, that French versions of are gonna see a Command and Conquer and Enlightened Strike reprint in French language, right? Then you oh, cool. you you mix that with the idea that WTR is out of print and Arcane is out of print and you got to do some like assuming, but assuming they're not going to reprint WTR and Arcane in, in French and call it. I don't think they they're going to do that. Then that does that say that command and conquer and enlightened strike are going to be in the supplemental question mark thing that's coming out. You know what I mean? So like that kind of thing, we've never seen that in flesh and blood. We've never seen how a reprint affects the unlimited i guess we've kind of seen it with tunic and we've kind of seen it with skull cap but not really like we haven't seen a reprint of a card like a, like yeah like a CNC a version, or something more like accessible outside a, of the legendary a non-foil unlimited compared to a non-foil reprint of the unlimited we've never yes. seen that so like it's gonna be super interesting to see how that actually affects the market so that, i gotta just caution this, people before you hop in and buy thing. up yeah all the e-strikes like Go buy them from my store. It's kitchentabletcg.com. You can hit the singles link. Like, go buy them from my store if you're going to buy them. But 
listen you know oh are we done oh yeah sorry. some of us quit our jobs <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> um, i heard that you should have quit your job harder so yeah yeah that's what george <laughs> said um but you know like before you go and invest in these cards just know that like we don't know how the market's gonna affect that no but that's the that's the argument and i i know we don't talk about other games on this podcast but that's the reason for things like the, the conversation about investing in magic the gathering and things like that why the the argument for and against the reserve list and investing in singles which is already risky investing in singles outside of the reserve list is very rarely like something you want to lean into and it's it, it better be a special treatment of something a comic-con promo or something like that that where the date can't come around again or something like that because it's a game first and flesh and blood is a game first i know yeah. we talked about the, the game and the investment in the in the market and stuff like that go hand in hand but it is a game first so investing in game pieces that are needed by players can be an interesting prospect but if if that's your long-term plan that's scary because as you mentioned, when people need game pieces, the LSS has said, we only won't reprint cold foils of the set in that treatment. That's yeah. it. Well, That's so it. Like, Everything here, else, we have we reserve the right. Well, like, and now here you're starting to see things like, I mean, like, I, I don't want but you're seeing reprints. You're seeing gold foil printed of the old cold foil cards. And like, I yes. brought this up to George on the phone today. I was like, what do you think about that? He's like, what's the issue? It's not a reprint of a cold foil. I was it's like, not. Yeah. But like it, kind it's a promotion. It's not, it's a promotional treatment, but it kind of puts a cap on the price of a cold foil. I know it can be reprinted, but they're already saying that they're not going to be reprinting the cold foil. Um, uh, uh, what's, uh, What's the tunic, the, the number one card of the arcane that we're talking about? <laughs> they already said of that, the, of the, I had to look that at one. It. It's right there. Of that card. Uh, you know, they, they already said that they're not going to reprint any more of the gold foil ones after the, the next, whatever the Nats is or whatever. Yeah. yeah I, which, how cool is that prize, by the way? I don't mean to deviate and you can go oh. with last gold foil tunic. I saw that yeah. listed. I was like, how sick yeah. is that in text? Like, that's cool. Anyway, but, but yes, but, they already said like, that. That's not to say that they're going to say that they are not reprinting any of the other gold foils ever again. But if they, you know, Sean won the uh, Dustblade's a terrible example, or Don Blade's a terrible because yeah, Dustblade would be a worse example. Um, uh, our, one of our locals was Heart and Cross Strap, so it was a welcome to rate yeah, card, okay. right? And so, so it's a gold foil Heart and Cross Strap. So Heart and Cross Strap at some point was worth seven hundred dollars. That's probably sure. the peak heat peak of Heart and Cross Strap. It's probably worth three hundred and fifty now. So now if the gold foil version of it is worth a thousand dollars, that puts a cap on what the cold foil will ever get to because it's more limited. So again, I'm I I. I oh. I'm, I'm not being negative and I love the, I, I actually, when I saw the gold foils, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's I cool. love it's cold neat. foil commons. And this yeah. is a gold foil. Except common. potions. No potions. Yeah. No potions. That's a rare. I'm not a huge fan of the cold foil rares. I don't, I think it's because commoner. Like I really think and I've said this before. If commoner really picks up, like if commoner really becomes a format like popper, like Magic the Gathering Popper is a love. It's a real format. There are it's a Popper real... players that they just they play Popper. That's what they and, do. And in Wizards of the Coast, Coast Wizards of the Coast, uh, <laughs> Wizards of the Hazy IPA St over there, <laughs> Stalaga Gigamite. 
uh, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast prints cards or downshifts things in response to the popper format needs. They yes. actually do things to support. This is why I'm a, uh, we're on a tangent now. I'm a huge proponent. Oh, imagine that on the reaction yeah, phase. I'm a huge proponent of LSS saying that commoner is commons only. It is this only. And a lot of people say, well, just throw the rares in. They're cheap enough. Well, that opens up the card pool and you can't downshift the things that you need to solve the problems. Yep. Like if you need to solve the problems, you downshift the rare that affects it. You don't have to print a new card. It doesn't affect the market. It's True. a way to solve a format. And right. like, this is what, po if, po if, if commoner takes off cold foil commons, I mean, they just have a, a huge ceiling anyway. They, yeah. And, and that's why I like cool. them. Yeah, they're they're cool, but all of that, all the market talk about you know cold foil commons, gold foils, and stuff. That's that's never really spoke to me as the market. What I what I care about for the market is I know the equipment suite for your deck is going to be expensive, and I know there's going to be an expensive generic majestic in your deck. I want to know what your swarming gloom veils cost. I want to know what your runic reclamations and your revelant rune bloods. If you're you know for viscerai decks what that suite of new cards is going to cost you. And that has always been something I tracked as the indicator of the market. I've always ignored like the highest of the highs and ignored the lowest of the lows and thought, okay, what's, what's pulverized, not the special one. What's if, if a player wants to play a deck with three pulverized in it and they already have a guardian shell, what do they have to shell out when now that Everfest is out to pick up three pulverized. And that's always something I've been interested in. And I, Everfest You're is really cool because we've seen that that stuff went down and now that pro quest has happened people are playing these cards and going to these events and things like your pulverized things that were formerly lower are on the rise because players are picking these cards up to throw into the 80 which is what good or bad for the market i think that's fantastic for the market mm. a rising tide lifts all boats right I, I don't see that as something that's gonna that's going to increase the collectible side of the market. I, I'm again, I'm not trying to be negative. I, 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 I don't think I, so either, but I don't think the collectible side of the market is the the meat and potatoes. This is where I, things have just changed so much in the fucking Yeah, I think world. the I like, think the meat is, and yeah. potatoes of the market is the players. We talked about it last time. It's yeah. a it's a it's a player's game yeah. right now. And the so the meat and potatoes of the market, the people 90% of the people buying cards for flesh and blood are buying them to play right now. Yeah. And, and I, like, I, I hate saying this is my issue. Sure. This is on me. This is, this is a Louie issue. We talked about this with my marriage a couple weeks ago. This is a Louie oh. issue. I, I, I don't like saying that the market is pumping as a good thing when the price of the singles needed to play is increasing. Like I, I, I don't like saying that. Like I, I am still of the proponent of this game is still too new. It's for no, cards no. that are required to play to be that expensive. Like I, 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 I still take like right now for me, my desire for flesh and blood, my, if you had to write, if you asked me the question, which you didn't, and shame on you, if you had to ask me the question, Louis, what is your desire for flesh and blood in 2022? 
my desire for flesh and blood in 2022 is that as many people as possible start playing flesh and blood that uh, that we have more players today than ever before coming into the game and less players than ever before going out of the game that is my Agreed. desire and it's a hundred percent selfish more people playing the game means that my channel gets more views. <laughs> That's 100% selfish. I, um, more people playing the game, to me, means that I have a wider group of people to play the game with. I have a wider group of people to talk about the game with. I have more and new ideas, more and new eyes on the game that are you know teaching me things. It's, I, Yeah. So okay, when that's, that's, so when that's unlim- when when cards that are required for decks are expensive, I start being like, uh, hey, but I hate when you do that. It's these they're not cards that are required for decks. <laughs> uh, the example I was using was pulverize. Pulverize is not required for a deck. I'm happy that the cost of pulverize went from three dollars to eight dollars or whatever it was. That to me is great growth because you can still the average person can still afford three pulverizes. That is fine to me. It's CNC. If you want to argue that CNC is a problem, I'm down. That's that's fine, and I can see where you're coming from, and I'm okay with that. But these aren't cards required to play I, Flesh and Blood. They're required like, to play at the pro quest of the Flesh and Blood. The balance of not... this is so hard. Sure. Yeah. Like, and I get like the comment. The, you're gonna see a comment that says, "Yes, I agree with it." Then you're gonna see a comment that's like, "Louis an idiot." Uh, I'm sick of them overprinted. And like I've said this, like they over they printed the right. daylights out of WTR Unlimited. Um, and like the the truth be told, the WTR Unlimited box is no. It's just not. It's it's not. It it doesn't work the way. And they know this. LSS knows this because they changed it. Right, they changed the majestic pull rate in all the yeah, new sets. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And so the WTR and the arc box. Yeah, that, yeah. that's why it, it, you don't. You're never going to hear me complain about Tales of Aria singles. Right. The most expensive Tales of Aria single, uh, Terra Sunder, is maybe six bucks. I don't know. Like it, it it's it's not. Uh, I don't know what's channel like whatever. Um, it, anyway, I, it's not. I, I'm it's not, not ready for the market quiz. Dude. It's not. It, <laughs> Channel Lake Fridge is probably like uh, 15 bucks, 12 to the cards cool. Um, and, and so like it's not the, like my, the point being that like the right now the more people. So when I look at is the market healthy, I look at Cold Foil Commons. I really think is the the way to. It's a cheap card. Tells you if anybody's really investing. Okay, um, I see what it, you're saying. Like, hey, I'm. It's what I did with the reserve list in Magic. I'm looking to invest, and my and my foot in the door was anything under two dollars. I was looking at things that were interesting and under two dollars. I was picking, and then and then as my foot got as the door opened more and more, I would buy. You know, I bought you know a couple revised duels and stuff like that. So you're thinking like the the cold foil commons are these yeah. these gateway to the investing side of flesh yeah. and blood. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I like WTR. that. Yeah, when, I say that cold, when I say cold foil commons, I'm talking about WTR commons. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not no, uh, sure, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, the, so this the, is the OG three. Let's call uh, it. I think is is an interesting take. Like your take's completely different, and that's why I love this podcast. Like, I don't even like if you ask me what the market's looking, I instantly go to to cold foil legendaries and cold foil commons from WTR. Oh, I, w, it, I instantly a, go to like playables when a, when a WTR alpha box 
has been on. I haven't looked at WTR Alpha for a couple a week or two, but yeah, any numbers it, you say right two, now, don't hold your feet to the fire. Two weeks ago, there was a WTR Alpha box for thirty three hundred dollars. Uh, it was Canadian. It was like from Canada. You had to buy it from Canada, but still thirty three hundred dollars for an Alpha box is is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's cheap. Like that's cheap compared to where we've been. And compared to, sure, yeah, you know, that's and, true. Yes. Well, even compared to the market over the last six months, but you didn't see sub four grand alpha boxes almost ever. Like it's just like no, but then, I, I think that's correct. I don't know. It's but, hard for me because I think it's correction. So here's what here's my take. This is right. this is where I think the market currently is. Sure. More people are playing the game. And they're taking the card, you know, people who used to just be collectors and investors when everything was shut down, when COVID had everything shut down, the LGS right. wasn't running events and right. you know, there wasn't this, there wasn't that people who were collecting are now selling things to buy the cards that they want to play, they want to play with. So and, I, I saw this tweet and this leans into exactly what you're saying. Someone said, Hey, I, how did I get into flesh and blood? I bought a bunch of, I heard about Monarch. I bought a bunch of Monarch. I thought it was going to go to the moon. I was going to make all this money. I didn't. I needed something to do with this stuff. I opened it and I played it with, I think the tweet was like my girlfriend. And then we just kept buying cards and the game is so good that now we're flesh and blood players. Like that's, that's how we got in. And so like, I, I just think like that, that is something that's happening. I think there's, you know, there's a, a, a group of people who got into this as investing and they've lost money on Monarch and they've lost, um, you know, anybody who bought a cold, any cold foil in, uh, you know, that bubble window of, uh, like April to May of 2021. Has I, I lost, yeah. Yeah, I bought an eye. I bought an eye for 13 grand. Like I bought an I'm down eight grand on an eye, according to the current like there's one uh, I have a nine oh eye. There's a nine oh eye on the market for seven grand. If that sells, I'm down eight grand on an eye. So like, you know That's I, that's rough. Well, your math you're down six. If you bought it at thirteen. Listen, it's two AM, one AM. Just, you're like just saying hard. Times. 13 is hard. 13 is a hard number to, to subtract me... or add from. I'm down money. And like, but like the difference is I loved the game before I got involved in that. Like yes. I bought that as like a, Hey, I love the game and I want it. And you know, it, it went up to 22,000 at some point and I probably should have sold it for like, I probably, what? That's that. I that's my Rudy kid. I did the same thing. Yeah, I bought it because yeah. I, I didn't realize you were looking at me, but I bought that because I loved the game. I did a whole video yeah. on that's why I bought these is because it's going to always remind me of this fantastic time in my life. Yeah, like I like I probably should have sold the eye when it was worth twenty two grand two months after or a month and a half well, after I bought. probably you just should have. <laughs> like I should have taken a nine grand. That math right? I should have taken a nine grand profit, but I didn't because like I I. I, I wanted to keep it. And like, right. there's other people though, who bought it that high, they lost their money and they didn't love the game. It, so yes. now, or previously, or over the last six months or now or whatever, now they're listing their cards and that's what's causing the market. And it causes people to, to feel like the market's collapsing. I, I do think that we got a little out of hand. I, I, I think maybe an eye at $13,000 was stupid. Uh, you can buy a, you know, I could have bought a black Lotus. That's the price of a black Lotus, a game that's been around for 30 years. And, um, and that's always been my take on this is I, 
it's it's at hard the time to i didn't love magic yes like, no, I, right. I played, I I played magic for played magic for 10 15 years i never even thought to buy a black lotus i tried to trade i tried to uh an island to black lotus trade thing i got to like a 300 card and then i just gave up that's um, still pretty freaking cool it was pretty good that's <laughs> the argument for for that right it's yeah. it's the exact <laughs> same thing it's it's you didn't love the game why it, and we're back at the same conversation about uh, I, f- I felt bad about buying a $20 magic card, like a single copy. And then I spent two grand on Rudy kits yeah. for flesh and blood uh, for nostalgia, just because I wanted to spend two. So it's these gigantic swings and, and it's, it's what it's what you personally see this value as, but all of that aside, we have to get players into the game. You said, you said the market is a player's market essentially right now because these cold foils aren't necessarily flying off the shelf. And your goal, your dream scenario for Flesh and Blood is you want to see more people than ever getting into the game. But yep. we've set a decent foundation for this. And I'm not saying everything is perfect. I'm not sitting here trying to be blue skies and rainbows. But we're in a scenario where players can pick up cards that they want for affordable. Now, your legendaries in certain sets and your command and conquers notwithstanding that's an argument that i'll be willing to have your pulverizes your swarming gloom veils your your tome of harvest right your awakenings your expose the elements whatever the card might be we're in this time where if you're a player and you're coming into flesh and blood you can pick up a ton of this stuff and do what we used to do with magic you're picking up some of it as you go along and then you get lucky one day and you open a crown of seeds unlimited which i've still never seen a tales of aria legendary rainbow foil. I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> I I have no clue what these cards look like. And I should. I'm a darn content creator. No idea. Never yeah. seen a single one. But you you buy these cards, you collect them over time, and you can play this. And then you once you've built your foundation, maybe you get more comfortable with this exposure. You're comfortable with the idea of, I, I bought a vestige of soul. I'm done using I'm going to sell it. Whatever it may be, we've set up this perfect storm and this foundation for players to kind of make an influx, but we still need a catalyst. It's there. The foundation is there. The scenario, the the storm, right, is brewing. We need that first lightning bolt to shove players in and have them realize, oh, I can pick all this stuff up. I can get this stuff. I can I can buy first edition uh, Everfest boxes right now for eighty dollars. Like I yeah. and open these boxes and have a blast. <sighs> we need something, and we talked about this last week to then grab those players and say, this is an opportunity. This is the scenario. Jump on in. Yeah. Yep. So I, I yeah. And, I, and like, uh, you know, be the I, callings. it's going to be the callings. I, I know that you're down on like the, the, the regional events and the, it's just going to be the callings. I, I feel like they're going to take the next step. When it I'm comes not to down coverage. on them. I just feel like there's that, a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, I, sure. That was that. Yeah. That was unfair. I didn't mean to put you in a spot like that. Yeah, it's right. Everyone, yeah. everyone else thinks I'm negative. No, uh, I don't. You think, can, I don't. Yeah. I, hate I, I, I hate that. Take. I hate that take. I'm not about this off camera. Yeah, I'm not down on them. I just think there's a lot. I think that there is a lot for the current player base. It's gonna be super. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope that they all have twenty. I hope they all have two thousand players at them. Like, but you know, Vegas had what? I think a thousand, twelve hundred. It was eleven hundred, eleven hundred forty or something. Vegas had 1100, 1200, we'll call it. Like, I want to see more players at events this year than last year. And I want magic. This is what I want. Uh, I want the Magic the Gathering player to see a Twitter post or a video. This is why I did the vlog, 
like I did the vlog because I wanted the stupid. There was this guy who used to leave comments on my channel every video. I you can't believe you're, you're investing saying he's in no this. longer a viewer. Oh, he def he definitely doesn't leave comments anymore. I every uh, nobody plays this game. You you know what, stop telling people to invest in cold foils. It's not even a. Tr Is like, this when not, you started doing MetaZoo content? Or? <laughs> Uh, it's funny. I get the same comments from the flesh and blood people now. It's amazing. Um, but like, uh, we're not doing this for another episode, are we? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but like, I used to get these comments, and so like, that's why I did the vlog. A hundred percent. That's why I did the vlog because I'm right. like, this guy. I'm gonna shove it down his throat. And I'm gonna show him <laughs> for three days straight. How You're so spiteful. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, I, I will not get on your bad side. I promise. You. I just don't like it when people lie. Like, when people, like, if you, if you don't know <laughs> something, I'm trying to think true, of a lie I've told you. If you I mean, don't know something's true, why say it at all? It, why do you have to say nobody plays flesh and blood if you've met, because, like, like i've seen it people like the the professor at the um at the event on my vlog said this best he said every day people say nobody plays flesh and blood well here's a thousand people playing and like for the events that's what i want to see i want to see big yeah. events with a huge turnout i i don't want to see star city games con where there's 850 magic players and 150 flesh and blood on, i don't want to see that on super bowl sunday i i don't care under I don't advertised care. yep that's why i don't want to see it i don't want to see under advertised i don't want to see 70 under advertised events i want to see three massive events that's okay. just me again okay. I, i'm just giving you my I, this is I would why like I like to see three massive events and I'd love to see 70 media events, medium events. And I'd love to see thousands of local, what you would consider, you know, 12 to 32 yes. person, small events. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing. Yes. The, yeah. The, the and we are. And like, look at great. the, look at the pro quest season. We yeah. keep going back to the pro quest season. All these pro quests, man, everyone's oh, star city games. This was horrible. This was horrible. How many people look at the posts online look from at different Forge and from fire, <laughs> Forge and fire and LGS and, <laughs> Uh, they're in Chicago, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, they had, were you there? No, you weren't. No. Sorry, we already talked about it. you took your wife on a date. That's great. Forge and Fire had as many, almost as many people when at I, their ProQuest. They had as many people as their ProQuest as Star City Games had at their con. Like, yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's that's a sign that the flesh and blood scene is extremely healthy in my opinion yeah. but that star city games con you you do make a good point when it comes to these 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 bigger events star city games con or whatever the calling indianapolis i think is that's the next one i'm going to for sure and it's like it's a it's a bigger commitment because there is travel involved for a yes. lot of people so to make it not more than a local event, right? Not a local event, but just slightly more than a local event. People have to be traveling to this thing. So not only does there have to be draw, but you've mentioned before, our audience and the average flesh and blood player is, you know, that 27 to 34 year old yep. person, human being, which means that life has to get interrupted to make these events happen. So you have to have such a strong draw that these people are willing to take time out of their everyday normal life to come to your event. And I think they do events so well. It's so cool. And it's such a welcoming and cool and good atmosphere that that helps. I think it definitely helps justify the mental gymnastics that you have to do when you put in those vacation days or you take the days off work and you lose the hours or whatever it is that you do. The mental gymnastics are helped by the fact that 
I whatever big flesh and blood I went to, there hasn't been a bad one yet from a community standpoint. You can argue yeah. the lightning briar, the chain fiasco, whatever it is from a competitive standpoint wasn't great, but the community aspect, I think that's going to help. And, and I think that props up the level of the market that I like to watch. And that level of the market is a decent foundation. And, and that's what keeps things from ever going to zero. Oh, yeah. The top end, the big money does what it does and it can flow back and forth. But that foundation keeps the market from ever going to zero and if the market never goes to zero there's always a chance it's a, it's that old saying so you're saying there's a chance well, right the the reason uh, we never finish this sentence typical uh the the, the, this re- podcast? <laughs> the the reason why i want more and more players is because everything that i do for flesh and blood has always been and will always be long term like the, the reason i'm not worried about the eye it's like I, I'm sure that like flesh and you, blood you will succeed. You bought it, planning to hold on to it for years anyway. Yeah, like and this be sorry. We should like I don't have thirteen thousand dollars to spend on a card. Everyone, I sold a my entire reserve list. Magic the it's Gathering. It's so binders. weird for me that, and I've kind of started to get this too. Yeah. That you have to justify these things. I put out a deck list that was meant to be like a casual fun deck, and someone jumped in right away, like. There's no way this is going to work at the progress. I'm like, dude, that's not that's not what it does. That's yeah. I intentionally said this is like a fun deck. I, like, what I, are you doing? I almost didn't even put. If you watch my video about the eye, I even I said I don't I, watch TCG. <laughs> I actually said I'm not even sure if I'm going to post this because I almost didn't post it because I didn't want people to a think that I had thirteen thousand dollars to spend on a card, and b I don't want other people spending thirteen thousand dollars on a card if they can't afford it. Right. Um, it, but like I, what I said in the video is like I, I, I had a a binder worth of worth like 7k of magic the gathering reserve list that i had collected over seven years of playing that's magic awesome. gathering that's cool uh, and i i sold that and then i i had sold a bunch of um camera equipment as well when i quit my job so um what'd you quit yeah. your job to do to start a youtube channel about flesh and blood because i love this game um oh, that sounds really positive yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's insane it's almost like you know it's too bad that yeah anyway <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've gotten off course. the The markets in the, the people long saying, term. Everyone yes. needs to be thinking long term. More players yes. equals better. You know, long term success. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I, the players are your meat and potatoes. Without the players, the investment means nothing. It yep. it just doesn't. Or let's let's not call it players. And this is not a nobody plays MetaZoo comment. So. To, so put your guns. Here. We're back no, just, to again. Just put, just put your guns away because there are certain games. Well, no, I'm not. I wasn't even going to mention it by name, but I know you, and I know how you defensive. Just did. You what do you mean? No, but you're going to get defensive. Comment. If I wouldn't have said this is not a, you would have got defensive. There are certain games that go after a different interest. They go after this IP. They go after this. There, there are things. There are there are pins and coats and and binders and stuff like that. So. It's more than just the game, so there's a collectability there. But for games that focus on, that that stay out of the IP arena, they have to focus on their player base, and it has to be a game. Because it's no longer the IP. It's no longer people that have a feeling about flesh and blood characters, or about Pokemon characters, or Metazooka, or whatever it might be. There's... People don't invest or get involved in Flesh and Blood because of a Charizard or because of a cartoon. They get involved for one thing. They get involved for the game. And that means that your players will always be the meat and potatoes of that market. They will always be because there will. there's not an outside influence from other sources. So it's important 
in the next year that we see what we both want to see, this gigantic influx of players. And if we do, it's the symbiotic relationship, right? We see more players. We're going to see more investors. Prices are going to go up for these these high-end things that aren't necessarily you know crucial to the game. And that everyone's just happy. That's your dream scenario. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I think the flesh and blood market just doesn't know what to do with high-end right now. But, you would have taken that as a MetaZoo comment if I didn't say this is not a MetaZoo comment. Listen, like I, I think Flesh and Blood needs to be a good game. This it's, is this let, is why. Let's get that out of the way. Flesh and Blood's a great game. It's so cool. It's so good. Yeah. No, this is so why. Good. This is. I mean, this is why the 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 ban announcements affect me so much because yes. like the game yes. has to be good. There's not. There's nothing else to fall back on for Flesh and Blood. Right. Like, there, there's no other thing. The game has to be designed yes. well. Every set needs to be good. Like the, yep. you, especially when you have three sets a year or one actual set and two supplemental sets. Like yes. a, in order for the game to grow, the game has to be good. There, yes. It's not that hard. It's it's simple. Like You're, that's 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 a factual for, statement. But, but you saying that. The game is good. Just so 100%. everyone knows before someone in the comic goes, well, he says oh the game gosh. has I to be good. Hate, I no. hate content creation. The fact that I have, we have to do this right now. I know. I hate it. I hate it. It's you, stupid. The fact it's that dumb. you're sitting, you're sitting in front of a wall of flesh and blood stuff that you love, <laughs> that you come down to every day in your office and you look at, I do this too. I start my work day in my office and I look at my flesh and blood stuff and I just, I just get happy. The fact that you now have to you have to sit in front of this wall of flesh and you know, blood stuff and defend the fact no, that you stop. like the game. It's not about hilarious. the stuff. It's not about the stuff. It's the fact that every single day you can come to my channel and watch a flesh and blood video. Every single day. That should be enough. I don't watch TCG. I should be able to sell every single card I own and provide for my family if I need to. If it means that I'm still going to make content for people to watch daily. That that's that yeah. that should be my that is my investment. We're not we're not going down this rabbit hole. I'm going down the rabbit trail. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What shirt are you wearing right now? Stand up. No, no way. Does that shirt say Fenway? Does it have a bottle opener on it? Oh, Where's the camera? I have that shirt. <laughs> oh, I thought are you were you gonna. I me? thought you were gonna stand up and you were gonna be. You were gonna have that shirt on. I've. Ne- I have that shirt. I also have one that says "Drink Local." Same. That's nice. Same. Come. What? Yeah. This. First of all, this has nothing to do with the podcast. This is horrible content. It's I'm wearing that shirt next time I see you. This I can't is, believe you have that shirt. This is this is the Logan Paul style content, man. This is what people like. This is uh, not nearly this as, is impulsive. as Logan Paul, though. You look kind of like Logan Paul. I, I'm taller. Uh, this, this is why impulsive is so good. They're just friends chatting and talking. People like that crap. We need to, um, we need more friends. <laughs> yeah, we should start being friends. And then we, can... we are, are. Are we not friends? We are. You're, yeah. Best friends. Thank you. Thank you. I thought you were mad at me the other day. I was at the gym. I took yeah. time out of my workout to text you and make sure weird. you were mad at Don't me. Don't do that again, please. Oh, you were mad at me. I would never I be mad I push back a lot, and I'm, I'm an acquired um, taste. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't mention this. Uh, we're still in the market chat. Cold, oh, foils oh, are, are cold foils are drying up from Everfest and Tales of Aria. Yes. That's the other thing I had written down. <laughs> We, we kind of no, we did, hold on, hold on, time out. We did touch on that because we said the crown of seeds and the rampart and then prism, vestige, and footsteps are playables in the ProQuest season. And when a person looks at the market and they say, I can buy cold foil vestige for 194 and I can buy rainbow foil vestige for 180, 
or I, and again, I don't roast me. I don't know if those are correct numbers. He's the market guy. I, I know, know how either. to play the game. That's the <laughs> difference between us. And if they say that's wow. that close to go, I might as well buy the cold foil. At least that's the way my brain works. I'm already spending that money. I'll spend the extra 10 bucks and get the cold foil. I want to know the print runs so bad. Like there's a oh, world. Me too. There's a and world I'm not even where, the market guy do. Oh, I want to know. There, There's a world where there's less rainbow foil. There, there like, is. Like long term. Like long term. Like, there's this world where like. Rainbow foil crown of seeds. If you've seen one, message me in the comment because I want to get your contact info and I want you to send me a photo. I want I want a real I want a real photo of a rainbow foil crown of seeds. I I I I'm serious. I want to see one. Have you seen one, Mister Big Content Creator I've Wall of Stuff? One. I've only yeah yeah I've never seen one. Yeah yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah, I'm convinced. Tales of Aria Unlimited came without legendaries. There's not a hot take. You say hot take every podcast. It's my I didn't do it this week. There's never been a we almost got through a whole episode without saying hot take. Hot no hot take. There's never been a rainbow foil legendary from Tales of Aria. It's not a thing. It's impossible. This is great. This is fun. (laughs) No, we were not done. We have one more section. Oh, the I thought we were the meta zoom it. Uh, what's it called here? Oh my gosh! How many times can you people bring up? People are going to start thinking that it's intense. I don't care. I love messing with you. It's so much more friends, right? I I hate doing this because then I have to go to your channel. Because last week we were on your channel. (sighs) Okay. All right. Well, just twist the (laughs) knife. Yeah. You start. You start. All right. This is the crazy the closing crazy comet collection. The cross. The closing crazy comment collection, the stalagma. <laughs> I'm going with my fellow human being who also probably hits his head on ceiling fans. I'm going with the tall Timmy's comment. The tall Timmy said, "Some much needed pushback from Josh. It's great to see robust, healthy discussion between mates." So this comment started as I wanted to use it because. I get to roast you about pushing back with you, but I think the guy brings up a really interesting point about the fact that we can have discussions and we can sit on opposite sides and and maybe not opposite sides, but have different viewpoints on something involved in flesh and blood. And we can think one person can think a, and one person can think B and we can both have the best interest of the game in mind and we can have the conversation and we can, have a logical discussion. And then like you did last episode, you turned me on a point. I said, Oh, that's actually a really good point. I like that. We can have that between each other. And I think that's a huge value here. And I value that conversation with you every week more than you could possibly imagine. And also the guy's apparently also huge. He says he's the, the internet says he's also six, eight. So I cannot wait to get a photo with him because, because biggest well, content creators ever. We, yeah, great. We, we can have a conversation and it's great. And we can also do it respectfully and have honest conversation with each other. And Screw you, dude. <laughs> and like, see, and like, I can see where you're coming from. I don't have to agree with it, but I can see it. Well, and like respect each other. Like there's so much negative, like there's so much pushback against True. content that is just blatantly people starting crap that doesn't need to be anyway like the respect that actually again that that happened recently to me and i it it never happened to me before i was ever on kitchen table tcg and now i get like a yeah a very specific section of the internet 
just yeah. just seems like they come after me just to come after me. And I'm always very interested in that. I'm always and yeah. I, have you seen me respond to YouTube comments? I yeah, respond, you respond to, to everyone, which is it's beautiful. I bust my ass to yeah. respond to these comments. And I don't just give a BS. I like put in thought, but yeah. I respond to every comment positively. Every yeah, single you do one. a really good job. I'm jealous. E- I, I used to do that, but then my wife yelled at me for being on my phone too much. And then that had to go. Well, you you had kids. Yeah, so, you know. that had to go. She, I got the at. only things I respond to negatively is when I do something with another content creator and someone says something like, they come to the channel just to say something bad about well, that content creator. It happens to me all, about me all the time, doesn't it? No, not just you. No, <laughs> it has happened about you before, but it's happened about others. And yeah. I will step out of my way and be like, I that is the worst take. Uh, that's the only time I'll get negative with anybody. But tall Timmy, shout out. Thank you so much for the comment. And that was just a really cool comment for me. Um, all right. Uh, this is from Michaelito 20. Uh, to your point about product releases, I understand. However, I cannot help but think that I prefer a well-designed balanced and flavorful set rather than the burst of releases. And I think the lack of a digital client helps to keep the meta guessing fresh for a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a, uh, we got this a lot. I got a lot of PMs about this, about people uh, comparing it to magic, the gathering where there's mm-hmm. 18 billion releases a week. Uh, you know, they did crimson Val and whatever the other set was. And then the double feature of both of them yeah. of, of do, the two sets. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. They do a billion release that, that aren't thought out, aren't intentional, aren't good. I, sure. I don't think that either of us last week were saying that that's what we want. Um, no. And I think uh, it's a great feedback and I agree. And I think yeah. I also prefer having well thought out sets and well thought out designs. Um, I think where I come from as a kind of reaction to their reaction, where I come from is that a lot of people, myself included, say flesh and blood is ready to compete in the limelight with the top games. Uh, Flesh and blood is ready to compete for that one, two, three, you know, are we going to say four top TCGs in the world? Uh, Flesh and blood is competing for that. And, my take is that in order for flesh and blood to actually compete with that, they need to have a release cycle that is robust enough to bring in new players to the game and to bring people into the world and to bring people into it. Because um, like pre like uh, Kamigawa, my like I went to multi, I went to two Kamigawa pre-releases this past week. And like, wow, yeah, no, that's yeah, pretty, I know that's pretty sick, dude. You want to, how were wanna, they? Was it fun? You I'm wanna, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your tangent, but that's awesome. <laughs> you want to crap on me for something in the comments, crap on me for that internet. Like, I, I play a different TCG. I hate that take. I have Magic the Gathering stuff and Pokemon stuff and MetaZoo stuff in my background. I hate that. Uh, take. So, like, it was good, it was super fun. And then we finished my, my sentence. Um, yeah. so like, uh, I think if you're going to compete at that level, you have to have pre-releases. Like, and I know the response is going to be, well, we have ProQuest. But we just said you just said you don't want a new person to go to ProQuest. That's not the same as a pre-release. The pre-release is an amazing experience for players of all skill levels. And that's what the welcome to rate, the farewell to Wraith event was that event. I did a whole diatribe. It was, I did a standalone video about fab events and on this podcast, a whole diatribe about the farewell to Wraith event was the 
perfect event. The fab veteran was able to enjoy it because there's that nostalgic, there's that I love this game, and the new player who hasn't, you know, they're new. They haven't got to draft Welcome to Wraith yet. Got to experience that. The prizes were balanced evenly. It was perfect. You're 100% right. Preview season or pre-release events are that next step. It might not be the Farewell to Wraith event, but it's just this perfect environment for everybody. A very, I don't know anybody that goes to pre-release and they're like, I got a 4-0, I got to make top eight, I got to study yeah. the minute. Like people don't do that. They're like, hey, I'm going with my buddies. We're gonna go grab lunch. We're gonna enjoy, we're gonna enjoy Everfest or not, yep. not that's about Tales or Monarch or whatever. It's and way it's more about your polls. What? It's way more about your it's polls so, than your record. It's I've not even about at, your polls. I, when someone next to you pulls a cold foil, yeah. everyone freaks out. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. So, like, I, I just think, you know, like, my my heart all the time, and, and like, I, maybe I need to say this more on my content, but, like, my thing all the time is, how do we get more people in the door, in the front door? That's all I care about. Like, yep. you guys, all you better content creators who understand the game better and understand that you guys all do things that are talking about the the get growing and being good at the game and don't don't blah, blah, put blah. me in that don't put me in that vein. I I'm, made a, I know I you care. recently I know. Pi- I no I recently pivoted and said I am now focusing on the every level of play. I want yeah. new players. I want competitive players. All of them. I'm focused. Yeah. So, so don't don't do that to me. Sorry. My my okay. channel is a billion. This is why I loved doing the uh, the the blitz deck videos. This is why I wanted to do those, and why I intentionally reached out and asked if I could do these videos uh, that used to be on the Flesh and Blood website. Um, but like you know, like I, this is why I wanted because I care that a new person has some way to find out how to play the game when they go and pick up a blitz deck video. That's yes. why I care about it, and like that's like that's the that's the intention behind saying like i get it the sets need to be good we can't have a billion of them um and even like too many pre-releases where people are i never went to a crimson vow pre-release i can tell you that much (laughs) that's because there was seven of them in like two weeks Um, but no you're you're just 100 correct here and not only you're correct your heart's in the right place and this is something i'll never we push back on each other i'll never push back on you Having a good pre-release experience for all level of play where, you, again, your high-level players are excited for new stuff and your new players are excited to get involved is always good. So that's yep. it not only is it a great comment, but it's a great take. And I have to, I want to surprise you. Are you ready? I'm surprised. Are you ready? I'm yeah. going to do another. I have another comment. I know. I always gonna only going to do one, but I have a second comment that I didn't cool. tell you about beforehand. I want to shout out Jared Edgel, whose comment or Edgel, I think it's Edgel, whose comment was, Don't tell George or Mitch, this is now my favorite podcast. <laughs> and I let him know that his secret was safe with me and the rest of the internet. And now the rest of the new internet that watches this yeah. one, nobody will tell ever. Love but it. I want to shout that out because that was just a cool comment. So, yeah. yeah and then a little Mitch. bit of lighter note. I don't oh. know who these guys are. No, it's this has been an awesome episode. And then final shout out. Uh, I want to shout out you, dude. You're living the dream. We I saw a release earlier about uh, you're doing a bundle for some game. That's what's cool about your channel. You're always introducing people like uh, this new game. And I, I saw the post for the bundle about this new game. And nobody ever gives you your flowers. So I, wanted to, <laughs> I, I just want to take a say you're a TCG enthusiast and you have your face 
<laughs> on a TCG card. And it's not one that you made. You didn't you didn't call, you know, shout out Fry the Eggs and all the other great altar artists out there. You didn't call an altar artist. This company, this this card yeah. game printed a freaking card. So you're that that's the dream. That is <laughs> so from the rest of TCG yeah. enthusiasts, just to you, you're, no, 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 shut up. You're, you're an inspiration. You don't get your flowers enough. You're do awesome. Do I agree with everything you do or all of your takes? No, and I never will because we're unique individuals. But you're just doing an awesome job, and that's really freaking cool to see, man. And anyone in this video, I, I, we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I love how embarrassed you are right now. It, it, just go, just go check out the fact that his face is on a card. It's just, it's a testament to all the good work you've put in. And that's it. You did a great job, dude. So cheers to you. You're an awesome dude. You're an awesome Thank friend. You. And I appreciate this time together. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I'm honored to. It's frustrating. Uh, no, 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 I, I um, did it already. You can't. No, no, no. I did it already. I'm honored to wake up and make content every day. It's fun. It's, it's a, it's an honor to get to do this. And like, you know, I'm sure you'd say the same thing. So those of you guys who are listening, it's, I mean, if you're still listening to us two idiots, an hour and 28 minutes into you, this, you should quit my job for me so I can make more content. <laughs> you should just move to West Virginia. Everything's free. There's no, no roads. I'm, I'm not moving to West Virginia. I mean, we could just do content. To together. I can't move anywhere. I'm locked down, man. I have, so my, so yeah. Kristen's a teacher. Yeah. Teacher. She's you got tenure. Teach anywhere. No, she has tenure. We're not they're, going anywhere. I can be a teacher in West Virginia. They're they're uh, uh, under fifth grade. They're just like anybody want to teach. We don't have anybody to teach. You have anybody a, want to teach? Have a t-shirt with a bottle opener on it. You cannot be a teacher. Oh, I, yes, I, I, I that's on the low end for, I, for West I, Virginia. I forbid it. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's a drug test. All right, we've Are been you? going for this. <laughs> You, you and your you and your weed beer and did you, bottle did you, opener pictures. Did you fail the drug test? All right, come back next week. Try again. <laughs> no, we're not moving to West Virginia. That's you and you can't how can you earlier in this episode you crapped on Florida man? I hate all the states. <laughs> I've been actually talking about to me and my wife, this is now we're if you're still watching this, just you're stop watching. Dude, shout out you. <laughs> Uh, that's we, the comment that's the comment if you're still watching say i was here because i was i, I want to know the when, three people that are still watching louis said that he's been talking about moving to florida one um, of them is just dennis waiting to for me to say something he's gonna make fun of me for just so you know it. that's one of them is just dennis anyway uh, thank you guys for watching it's an honor if you uh if you, you guys are awesome care about us to watch this far and you are not subscribed yet do yourself a favor and subscribe and if you are subscribed hit the unsubscribe button and then subscribe again just so you can relive the experience please don't hit the unsubscribe button on hometown tcg i'm, I'm like pushing for 4k and you know, i don't need the heart attack in the middle dude, of dude you're gonna outpace me you're gonna you're no, gonna, you have been saying that for a year now you're gonna outpace me you're gonna grow above me i'm losing subscribers that's what happens when, when me <laughs> you got your face you got your face on a card and that's cool but the playmat was much it's a little self-involved. Like that's why you're losing subs. Wow. Like just leave it the card. Why does it gotta be the playmat? I thing? didn't come up with the bundle. They came up with the bundle oh, and approached oh, me. The excuses so. are wide and about. <laughs> you talk to them. Go talk to Taylor. All I right, can't. everyone. Hope you have a great day. Remember be kind to the people around you and may your reactions be in the right phase. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> All right, just goodbye. Just editor. I like to do that with myself.